My name is Marion Broderick and I am the GP on Inishmore in the Iron Islands off the west coast of Ireland and my connection to the RNLI is that I have been the lifeboat medical officer for 40 years. The Iron Islands are a group of three islands in Galway Bay off the west coast of Ireland where as you can imagine we have plenty of weather and uh, plenty of occasions when the boat can be called out then it isn't really uh, the nicest place to be. And I have been involved with the Aran Islands lifeboat for over 40 years at this stage. I have served in four different boats. I started in a barnet that nobody remembers anymore, a very old, slow boat. And afterwards we had a Solent and then an Aran, and now thankfully we have a Severn, which is a magnificent boat. And will get us into the mainland in a, less than 40 minutes usually. Um, and uh, my role with the boat has been uh, basically uh, doing the medicals for the crew as, as, they, as they all joined up. Also accompanying my patients whenever uh, they needed to be accompanied or um, instructing the crew how to handle a patient if I'm leaving the patient in the care of the crew, which I have no hesitation in doing because they're all magnificent. My husband was born on the island and he has retired from lifeboat service now after 48 years. And both of our children have their long service badges. So between the four of us, uh, I think we have something in excess of 120 years of lifeboat service. And that's not counting their grandfather. Uh, tended to go from one generation to the next. And I'm sure that's equally common in all of the stations all around Britain, where you have uh, fathers and sons and cousins and uncles all together in the one boat. It's not unique at all. Well, I've seen a lot of changes, as you can well imagine, in 40 years. Uh, back when I started, we had great difficulties with uh, any kind of a patient transfer because that would involve getting into the, the boat in Inishmore, which is the biggest island, going over to the other island, having to transfer from the lifeboat into a curragh, which is a, a small canvas little rowboat, very light craft, go ashore because the the piers in the smaller islands were not very often not suitable and uh, go and see the patient and then if the patient was to be admitted they had to be put on a stretcher into this curragh again and manhandled up over the side of the boat and then taken out to the mainland and the entire service could be four or five hours by the time you would uh, get back home again. It was dangerous, uh, at, particularly in bad weather and I can uh, Say, give nothing but compliments to the skill of the oarsmen and the curraghs uh, who uh, managed in atrocious conditions to get me ashore onto the other islands. Sometimes people look to the lifeboat crew to save them, but I have seen the other side of the coin when the crew are looking at me where somebody is really, really very ill and it's, uh, it's a, a huge responsibility and you feel very alone, but at the same time you're aware of the backup that you're getting and you're aware that no matter what happens, even if it culminates in a resuscitation, that uh, you have cooperation and, uh, and the expertise of the crew. Now, the impact that the RNLI has had on my uh, working life particularly is that the availability of the crew and their cooperation and, uh, and their many skills gave me the confidence to be able to do what I do. And had they not been here when I started this job 40 years ago, I doubt if I would have continued because it would have been impossible uh, to, to uh, 
guarantee the safety of the patients, uh, particularly at night time. Hello, it's Phil Coulter here. You've been listening to part of the RNLI's 200 Voices collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to rnli.org 200 Voices or subscribe to the RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. Two Hundred Voices is an adventurous audio limited production for the RNLI.